Welcome to the Business Meet Soul podcast. I'm your host, Tara Hegarty, and on this show, you can expect powerful soul-shifting conversations to help you effortlessly expand, align your energy, and unlock your infinite potential in life and business. Because your definition of success isn't determined by an endpoint or goal. For you, success is the byproduct of being who you are, doing what you love, and living in alignment with your soul. Are you ready to anchor into deeper layers of abundance, service, and freedom together? Let's dive in. Well, it's my absolute joy to welcome Pam Gregory today. She's one truly masterful astrologer, known throughout the world for insightful work in the field. She's also the author of two best-selling books, host of the very popular YouTube channel where she does regular astrology updates and what we can expect. And as a fan myself, the thing I am most grateful for is her beautiful and positive energy she brings to everything she does and is without question helping humanity move into a higher consciousness by spreading her hope and her knowledge within her global network. Welcome, Pam, and thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me, Tara. It's wonderful to connect with you and all the work. Thank you for all the work that you are doing in Australia. Yeah, uh, I know you guys have been having, you know, quite a tough time, but people like you are really turning it around. So thank you. Yes, it's been one interesting year, that's for sure. And I'm really looking forward to today's chat because I, I really know that we'll be talking on some very interesting and thought-provoking topics that will hopefully crack open a couple minds of many. So um, before we dive in, I normally ask my guests a question about the soul of their business. As my work lies in working with business energies, I like the guests to describe in like two or three words what their business looks and feels like at a soul level. So could you describe what the soul of your business looks and feels like in a few words? I think it's the expansion of consciousness. Yeah, yes. I think that's and, what and, and so powerful too. And and the reason I ask this question is because it it allows everyone to feel the frequency of your business, you know, beyond beyond the purpose, beyond the mission and at a vibration that the business wants to sit at. So, and your description perfectly depicts your business. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) In a way, Tara, it sort of goes beyond the astrology. I use astrology as my language, but more and more I'm finding I'm I'm going beyond that. And, you know, I've said very often recently that astrology is only 50% of the picture. Um, that gives us the pattern, but it doesn't give us the frequency. We give it the frequency. We give it the consciousness. We decide how we play the music. And that's really what I want to get through to people, because that then becomes much more empowering than what are the planets doing to me. Yeah, so beautifully put, Pam. So, um, Pam, if you could just tell us a little bit about you and how you got into astrology, and if there's a defining moment that stepped you on the path to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, it was it was after university. I emigrated to Canada, $100 in my pocket. Um, no job, didn't know anybody. Great adventure. You know, this is way before the days of mobile phones or whatever and landed in Toronto. And in the first week, I joined a yoga class. And uh, uh, you may know that yoga classes pretty much happen in silence. But at the end, two of the girls said that that big chap over there from Jamaica, he's an astrologer. 
So I went up to him and said, look, I'd love you to do my chart. And I know nothing about it. And I saw him the following weekend and I spent seven hours with him. And I remember it like it was yesterday in his tiny flat in Toronto. And the whole world had just cracked apart, you know, and revealed this whole dimension of meaning I hadn't been aware of up to that point. And um, I haven't stopped since. And he disappeared soon after. And I'm not even sure he was real now, you know. I think he was some kind of earth angel. Um, to introduce well, we're, me, we're glad but, that you met this um, Jamaican astrologer because <laughs> it's yeah, I, 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 I haven't stopped. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I literally haven't stopped since I've been on a mission since that day. Um, you know, initially self taught, and then after five years back in London and, and started to get um, properly qualified and then a master's course, etc. But I'm still learning every day, it's such mm-hmm. a vast subject, you never ever stop learning. And that's one of the many things I love about it. It's it's infinite, really. Um, but it it so has enriched my life. I don't know who I'd be or where I'd be without astrology. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know because it not only helps you practically to give you a practical framework, a kind of cosmic um, weather forecast, mm-hmm. but um, it just you start to see the world in, in in a spiritual context in a very, very different way. It gives meaning, it gives depth, even when times are tough. You understand the meaning of why these times are challenging, the point of that process, why we have to go through it. Um, mm. it I think it's invaluable. And in terms of self-understanding, it's unparalleled, I think. it's It's really wonderful. Yeah, and it's very multi-layered, isn't it? You can go so yeah. deep into one aspect of it, and it's just yeah. I'm still navigating my world, my the astrology world. That's for that's for sure. And I just wanted to ask: so, when you actually do pull up, say your um, your birth chart, that's based on the time that we were born and the location. Do you feel that relates to our 3D linear lifetime, or are there aspects in the charts that relate to more multi lifetimes from you know the oversoul? Yes, that's quite a question because it's something I'm thinking about a great deal. Um, because we feel that time only really, linear time only really exists in the 3D world, I think the chart is principally for this lifetime. You know, it's like a, a flash of lightning, as it were, for that lifetime because the, the, the birth time is so important. You know, astrologers are neurotic about getting the right birth time because only then will the chart work going back in the past to link with past dates um, of particular events and experiences in that client's life. And therefore, also, it's going to be reliable going forward. So it works very, very well in this 3D lifetime. However, increasingly, there are hints and levels to the charts, which is where I'm headed, that start to go beyond time. I mean, the the nodal axis of the moon, which is what my second book was about, that takes us into past lifetimes to enable us to connect with with other people in our soul group and then we can detect resonances there or to unblock um, a problem from a past life that's leaking into this life. You know, I've experienced a lot of that myself. Um, But my increasing interest with the Kuiper Belt objects and beyond going way out in deep space, that's where I think we start to lose time. Uh, completely, really, because the orbits become longer and longer. If you're looking at some uh, dwarf planet like Sedna, it has a, an 11,500-year orbit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, time just starts to morph. And so that's why I think, yeah, it's a great question, Tara. I think the chart is principally for this 3D lifetime, yeah. but it is leading us towards something. And in future, maybe, we will only have the Kuiper Belt objects and beyond in a chart. We won't have 
the planets we've used up to this point. You know, possibly. I don't you know, I don't quite know where we're going with that because this is very new territory. Yeah. I'm sure we've been in this territory before, way, way back in the past, but it's 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 cycling round again. You know, I think we're getting into much more Lemurian energy and Atlantean energy. And you know, it's cyclical, isn't it? Um you know, we have this this idea that we are now more sophisticated and more advanced and than we've ever been. We're more knowledgeable as, as as humanity than we've ever been, and that's just rubbish. I think we're barbarians in some way in terms of where we've been. Yes, yeah. and so we're starting to rediscover some of the incredible sacred knowledge and how the universe really, really operates on frequency. And it's something that the, the, the Lemurians, for instance, were were superb at, their mm. understanding of frequency. Do you think there's um, information that we can take from the planets that we're using now to then, you know, help us move into that next level, into that next shift that we're about to, well, what we're moving into at the moment? Because each of those planets have archetypes. Can you explain a little bit more maybe about what those archetypes are and how that can be expressed for us, you know, especially for those that might not be familiar to astrology? And do you actually see those archetypes being um, shifted and transferred then as we do shift into this new new dimension? I feel that we're all kind of knowing and sensing that's coming up around the corner. Wow. Uh, right. Very big question. <laughs> very good question. Very big question. Um, I actually give a very simple expression of the archetypes in my first book, right at the beginning of the book, so people have some idea. Essentially, the archetype of each planet, well, they were originally developed by people back in ancient Mesopotamia thousands of years ago who had no televisions, no computers, used to sit out looking at the heavens, and they invented stories to tell each other about the gods that lived on the planets, and they could see with the naked eye as far, as, far out as Saturn. So they invented these stories, these myths, and the stories they invented are still the archetypes I use today. Absolutely, you know, the, the same as I'm using in my own bread and butter practice today. So, you know, each of them is, it's like a sort of psychic bundle in, mm. in our consciousness. So, for instance, if we take something like Mars, which is very simple, Mars in myth was god of war. And they noticed that when Mars was prominent in the sky, that wars would begin. So that's how, you know, that particular myth began. But it's your energy, it's your drive, it's your goal setting, um, it's your focus, um, it's very single-minded, it, it, you know, it energizes wherever it is in your chart. But mm -hmm. it will be modified by, this is where you know, this could become a yes. conversation <laughs> of many months, Same. not just hours. Yeah. Um, it's modified by the sign it's in and yeah. the house area it's in. So if you have Mars in a fire sign, you're likely to be very physically active, sporty, on the go, got to be doing, got to be busy. If it's in an air sign, a lot of your energy may go into your intellect or sociability. Yeah. So, it, you know, there's a modification. It's like a multidimensional jigsaw in that way that everything is slightly modified. So, you know, that's that's Mars. Then we could look at Saturn, which is the planet of discipline and hard work and responsibility and limitation and boundaries and walls and teeth and skin and bones and all that kind of thing. Um, and it's very much about control. 
limitation. We've had a lot of that recently. Whereas Uranus, the next planet out, is the kind of antithesis of that, which is about you know freedom and being the maverick, being individual, give me space, want to do my own thing. It's about higher mind. It's about connecting with the galactics, etc. Mm. So. It just to take those simple examples, um, and of course, you know, if we go through all of the planets, we're going to take on the whole interview. But, um, but certainly, even those outer planets are stepping up. I think in their meaning. Yes. You know, for instance, I think with Uranus now, it isn't just going to be about higher mind. I think increasingly, it's going to be about gal- galactic connections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A way that we haven't known in this particular lifetime mm-hmm. because you know we are made of stardust we come from the galaxies originally and um i think so that aspect of uranus is going to start to come in much more strongly as we move forward so they're going to slightly modify um they or have their archetypes modified as our consciousness evolves. But I think increasingly we're pulling in the Kuiper Belt objects because that's the next octave of consciousness where we're going. Mm. And when you refer to the Kuiper Belt, is that the deep space planets that you're referring to? Largely they orbit beyond Pluto, beyond the orbit of Pluto. And so they have orbits, all of them roughly 300 years, so they're moving very slowly. But their archetypes are beautiful. You know, they tend to be quantum. They're very connected to, they're in harmony with nature and the earth and and see everything in terms of oneness and would never hurt the earth or damage the earth or exploit, pillage the earth in the way that we have as humanity. And so it's it's a step out to quantum in terms of how we manifest, but it's also a remembering Mm. of shamanic practice and connection to the earth. Oh, that's wonderful news. How good is that? And and it makes sense because a lot of, you know, our future, and I see it as a really positive one when we do make the shift, that is quite harmonious. We've got things in in nature working harmoniously together. We've got um, communities coming together and collectively um, working together um, at a a higher level that we've never experienced before, which is just um, beautiful. And it's also um, validating to hear that information that those um, deep space planets are coming, coming online, which is wonderful. Yeah, really exciting, actually. I'm, I'm so excited. We're just really, we have L plates on with these. We're just at the brink. We're just in the very early learning stages of what they're about because most of them were only discovered at the turn of the century, and that's like a drop in the bucket for astrology. You know, we've got so yeah. much more to learn. That's kind of no time for us. So, um, yeah, a lot of exciting study being done. Yeah, incredible. And I know a lot of my work has actually been based around helping you know, a lot of um, creatives and conscious leaders expand their business through frequency and soul alignment. And I do this by opening up the Akashic Records and use multiple modalities like kinesiology, past life retrieval, emotional liberation to really help them get clarity and get also get their business energy flowing again. But what I'm noticing lately and I'm seeing in a lot of the industries is that they're sitting in a lot of dark, muddy energies. It's almost like a container that I, I get a visual of and it's like this real deep sediment um, at the bottom and then it's a bit muddy and there's some and there's some muddy water sitting on top of it and we need almost these new way showers to um, start lifting this mud out of this container so it can start flowing, flowing again. And so I'm curious, Pam, are there any correlations between the Earth's energies and then the greater galaxy energies 
that are supporting us in this shift to move into this higher consciousness collectively. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, um, I mean, this is partly Rory Duff's work because, um, you know, he, he's he been talking a lot about how the, the Earth is currently really moving into a new energy of space. It's moving through the galactic current sheet, which it only does every 12,000 years, give or take 500. And what that means is that it's moving through um, something called the photon belt. Yes. Um, so we are receiving massive amounts of, of photonic energy and light and because we are made of biophotons that is bringing a lot more light into our bodies we're embodying more light because we're becoming the light body ultimately so that's one part of it but because the uh, the sun's and the earth's magnetic field have been dropping quite significantly over 20 percent over recent years that is opening us up to much more cosmic and galactic energy so um now we're receiving more coronal mass ejections, M-class and X-class flares very often in a day than we had in the whole of 2018. Yeah, wow. So we're receiving a lot more cosmic and galactic energy, which is coming from you know far space. So that is bringing new information to us. And although that can feel physically destabilizing mm-hmm. that, um, you know, we get tinnitus or insomnia or extreme fatigue or whatever, because we're having to kind of catch up with with all of this new information coming in. But but, but th- those are massive parts of the upgrade. And what's happening with the Earth is this is because the, the Earth is obviously being is opened up to all of this, too. Not just us. We live on the Earth. And so if we look at the Schumann resonance and the Schumann resonance is quite mm-hmm. complex. It's not just a one dimensional measure, but it's been peaking massively in strength and amplitude in the last couple of years. The Earth's energy lines, as you know, Tara, have been strengthening, widening. The Dragon Emperor lines are waking up. Sacred sites are, are being activated. So the Earth itself is going through this huge awakening of consciousness as well. And because we're kind of sandwiched in between all of that cosmic energy and the Earth, we we have to upgrade with her. Mm. That's where we're, you know, that's where we're headed. And and are you seeing any specific dates or times or events that we need to be aware of at all? I think the the um, solstice coming up, the Capricorn solstice, is going to be very big for uh, a big wave of very positive energy coming in. I think that's going to be really important for us. And and also the, the um, it's not your spring, it's your autumn probably, um, yeah. the March uh, um, equinox yeah. next year, yeah. which is kind of the, the astrological beginning of the year. I think that's going to be very positive as well. Yeah. You know, the... the, the the energy is shifting. We, we are going to see more green shoots of, of, of new earth coming in next year. Yeah, amazing. And it's so fascinating, isn't it? And it's, I think we're seeking this validation that we are shifting and we are moving. I, I'd love to hear a little bit more about the way that you've shifted in the past year or so into like a, a smaller community. Uh, we we meet um, absolutely once once a week. And, and you know, for many of us, they're constantly through the week. They're workshops and presentations and social events. And so mm-hmm. it's a very, um, it's a family of frequency. I want to call it a family of frequency that is very strong. And for many people, they actually do want to live in community so we're we're looking for some way that that may happen not everybody does you know it's more important that we've got that human connection so we're looking for land to grow food um and it's it's because everybody is of like mind everybody is on on the same page as it were it's just thrilling and 
that would not have happened without the pressures of the last couple of years. There would have been no need to come together in that group. We would have just kept on doing same old, same old mm. um, in our neighbourhoods, and there wouldn't have been any drive to connect with like-minded people. But that has been thrilling and, and actually quite life-changing for me. Yeah, it really has to uh, to connect with them because they're they're such positive, loving people, and it's all about how can we create a more loving world. What can we do practically right now to create a more loving world? And it's it's happening. You know, it really, really is. Many people in the group are homeschooling their children, and um, you know, helping others with their children. So it's it, it's. It's a kind of whole philosophy of what can I do to help you and build a better world? And they're all over the world. They're global. And then, of course, you've got the People's Health Alliance. You've got People's Food and Farming Alliance starting up. And they're now global as well. Certainly the People's Health Alliance is. Um, and that's how our society is going to be born in future. It's going to be ordinary people, you know, like me, just taking our power back and saying we need to live in a more loving world than this. Yeah. And it's thrilling. You know, it's thrilling because we, we've we've lived in, in a sense, in a kind of territorial materialism in the past. You know, that that's that's mine and not yours, etc. Yeah. And that's all changing so rapidly. It's it's a real desire to share. And people are less and less interested in investing for profit. They're investing for people now. Mm, you know, improving yeah. the world. So I think there's a, a massive, massive shift in consciousness yeah. that's happening right now. But those groups are literally all over the world. It was they were started by a chap in Australia. Yes. As you probably know. Yes, yeah. I was just about to say there is a beautiful community here where I'm located in the Sunshine Coast doing something very similar. Um and it's just beautiful to to see that everyone's um looking after each other in, in a loving, nurturing way, in a way that we probably have never actually lived before. So it's um, it almost Absolutely. feels quite unnatural, but um, because there's so much love and nurturing around it, um, you do feel safe. So I, I it, it is happening here too, yes. So that's beautiful. Yeah. It's, happening all, it's happening all over the world. And that's, that's the wonderful thing. So as the old collapses, we don't have to wait for the new to start, the, the new's already there. The yeah. new story, and the new will strengthen. The new earth will strengthen and grow um, as people realize, you know, that's where we're headed, and that's in line with this um, increased consciousness. And the old will just lose energy and crumble. That's why I often say anything that is not of love will fall away. The old will just you know, energetically crumble because, by laws of physics, as this higher consciousness comes in that old energy which is loveless has to crumble it just it, it can't it's got no life force yeah. and the more we starve out the scary and love in the new the faster that's going to happen and that's why i'm so vigorous with you don't give it your attention yeah. don't give it your attention energetically you're feeding it you know starve out the scary it's the buckminster fuller idea if you don't have to um you know, fight against the old, give that your attention. You have to turn all of your attention to creating the new. And the more of us do that, it just creates such momentum. Yeah. And that's why I'm endlessly banging on that drum to say, come on, guys, we can do this. You know, we're on our way. It's happening. Come on. And we're doing it, you know, in a very loving, caring way. Um, nothing yeah. aggressive, nothing, but we're, we're just, that's where we're headed. That's our, that's our goal. And I think we're almost intuitively picking that up, aren't we? I mean, we I know for me, I turned the TV off many 
two years or more ago and um, it's been the best thing for me. And, you know, I think we're just intuitively picking up what we actually need. We need more um, high-frequency foods that are organic, and but we need to look after our land. We need to have more community around us and we're all stepping into that into that way almost, yeah, as I said, unconsciously. But it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful um, progression that we're going. Uh, one last question I'd love to ask you, what does 2023 hold for us? I think it's a lot more about green shoots of new earth. Ah, a lot more. It's interesting. Pluto, which is the planet of power, mm. has been in Capricorn since 2008. And Capricorn is top-down structures like corporations, institutions, governments that, that have a sort of vertical structure. You know, they're, therefore they're hierarchical, therefore they're unequal. You know, you have an elite at the top and, and you know, peasants at the bottom like us. Um, and so the the power has been in those structures as of march next year pluto starts to move into aquarius and aquarius is will really shift the power to the people now it's only a glimpse it's mm -hmm. only a glimpse from um march to june and then it backs up into capricorn again for the rest of the year but then it starts to go into aquarius again in um 2024 and it moves fully into aquarius in december 24 for 20 years till 2044 so for many people it will be you know for the rest of their lives so this is about community collaboration grassroots up and if you look back historically there has always been a shift from top down structures whether at the time it was the catholic church or you know a, a greedy monarchy to a shift back to the people with more legal recognition of the ordinary rights of the people. And it's been fascinating to look at that historically. So that's we, where we are headed, but we have to join in with that. And so just, you know, let the old crumble away. It is going to be another eventful year, I think, but the waves of energy are going to keep on coming in. And I think this this upgrade is it's as difficult as we want to make it or as easy as we want to make it. You know, if we mm -hmm. say, a, an analogy I used recently is we've all had the experience of taking off in an aircraft on a windy day. And at low altitude, you get very buffeted at times if it's turbulent. And you think, you know, I'm going to fall out of the sky kind of thing. It's really scary. But if you break the cloud level over that same geography, you have a much smoother ride. And you can substitute altitude with frequency. Yeah. So if we can keep our frequency high, we can set a clear intention that we are going to move smoothly into this expanded consciousness. Yeah. And if, if we do that, then we have a much greater chance of moving smoothly into that ascended consciousness. You know, if we think, God, you know, we're still in a battle and we've got to fight, and that's how it will be. We'll yeah. fulfill our beliefs. So I think setting an intention and stepping into that energy of how you want to live it before it literally arrives on your doorstep, setting the energy of it is is really is really important. And so would you recommend more like visualization of that, meditation to actually bring that forth for us as a collective? Yeah, absolutely. And just moving through your days. It, it isn't just, you know, the, the 20 minute meditation or, or the visualization. It's we are broadcasting 24 seven. Mm, so okay. it's literally moving through our days in a state of joy, bliss, love, compassion, gratitude, abundance, 
you know, I'm grateful we actually have a blue sky here in England today. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, I'm so grateful for that blue sky. It's been hammering down, as I know it has in parts of Australia. So whatever you can find in simple, simple ways to be grateful for, mm. you know, your friends, your family, your pets, your whatever, find reasons to be grateful, and that will bring more things into your life that you can be grateful for. So it's a constant awareness of broadcasting um, at, at a high frequency and not just doing it for 20 minutes and then lapsing back to grunging. Yeah, thank you for sharing. That's just, yeah, a beautiful way to explain it. So Pam, if the people want to connect with you further, what is the best way to do that? Yeah, I think um, the YouTube channel is the best way. Um, just Pam Gregory on YouTube, and I put out a lot of information every month. So um, my website also has those YouTube videos on as well. I put out a long monthly newsletter. That's really, really the best way. Wonderful. Well, I personally look forward to your updates, Pam, um, but more so just the beautiful energy you exude in each and every one of them. And I think the world just needs to soak up more of that. So thank you so very much. And I can't wait to one day in the future have another soulful conversation with you. So thank you, Pam. Wonderful, wonderful to connect from different sides of the world, Tara. The technology is really wonderful in that it sense. Really it's brought us together, you know, online, online grouping. So bless you and thank you for all the work that you're doing in the world too. Wonderful. Thank you, Pam. that concludes today's conversation if it lifted your spirit or touched your soul it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave a review and subscribe to this podcast so that more souls can be impacted by these life-changing conversations and if you're not ready for this episode to end head over to tarahegarty.com to get the show notes for today's episode i love you so much and thank you for being here I'll see you next week for another episode of Business Meets Soul.